Now, boys and girls, I'm going to give you an assignment. I want you to write a theme. Project-based competency-based education, online and hybrid classes, demand every disruption of global education systems in history. I'm Jimmy Leonard. This is Kickin' at New School. Why the great teacher resignation is not the end of education. Hey, if you are interested in the content of this podcast episode, but you're more of a reader than a listener, or if you want to be able to share this information with other people who don't really listen to podcasts, or you just want to check out some other things that I've got going on, I've actually got this same content in written form on my website, jimmyleonard.com. So check that out and find a new way to engage with some of these topics about education for this current generation. October 5 is designated as World Teachers Day. It just passed and it's a perfect opportunity to thank a teacher or buy them a latte or read a book to your kids. I know that last one seems kind of indirect, but trust me, teachers get all kinds of warm fuzzies when kids read with their parents at home. But World Teachers Day is not just about saying thank you. It's also intended as a day of rethinking the profession and considering how best to support educators including adequate supplies and solving the teacher shortage. I can't speak to every circumstance around the globe, but I do know that the situation feels dire in America. As many students head back to the classroom, many are returning to schools that are understaffed. As the fall school year kicks into high gear in much of the country, many schools are facing a shortage of teachers unlike any they have ever seen before. It's no surprise to anyone that we have a major teacher shortage this year. Teachers are walking out of schools this year at an alarming rate. New survey showing that nearly half of teachers have considered leaving their jobs. Let's bring in. Teaching is consistently rated as one of the most burned out professions. And it's an open secret that the great COVID-19 Zoom learning extravaganza or whatever we want to call that, that was rough for everyone involved. Yet anyone in education will tell you that it only revealed problems with the system. It didn't create them. So according to some surveys, um, like this one from Bloomberg.com, up to 40% of teachers are planning to quit in the next few years. And it can definitely feel like public schools are doomed. But learning isn't. We are just witnessing the most significant paradigm shift of the last century. And understanding and embracing those changes are vital to rebuilding the house that is American education. The great resignation of teachers does not mean that no one in the profession cares anymore or that students are left with no options. We just need to redefine some terms. So I want to start with why teachers resign in the first place. And really, this is like a a take your pick situation, choose your own misadventure. You know, is it the low pay? Is it endless hours? Is it inadequate resources? Is it too much standardized testing? Is it not enough school safety? Is it politicians dictating curriculum? 
Teachers often report feeling exhausted and disrespected, but most of them would agree that they feel conflicted about leaving, despite all of those things. So many teachers go into the profession for good reasons, and it is genuinely a tough decision to resign, even when the work environment is downright insulting. Teachers are paid 20% less, often it's actually worse than that, than their college-educated peers. They get overworked, they get cussed at, they get ignored, and yet, and yet, people still sign up for this profession, at least initially. Solving the teacher shortage isn't about convincing more people to teach. I think tons of people enjoy leading and mentoring and coaching and instructing or discipling, but the job called teacher often has some significant strings attached. I know many people decry public school systems for squashing individuality or existing only to crank out some factory workers of our students, but the irony is that most factories would shut down in a heartbeat if they operated like a school. If schools were corporations, they would have separate departments for customer service, IT support, accounting, operations management, product design, human resources. But teachers do all of that by themselves. It's horribly inefficient. It's ludicrous, honestly. I mean, imagine having a restaurant where one person had to wait on, cook for, and bust the tables for 40 different customers every hour and do that six or seven times a day. And yet that's what teachers do in most public schools. Now, I know there are a lot of other issues, but I contend that a failure to departmentalize and outsource is actually a bigger contributor to teacher resignation than class size, than unpaid overtime, than even the dreaded standardized testing. Most of the schools that are successful in America are the ones that have the staff and have the resources to outsource things like curriculum design, like course administration, like community outreach, like tech support, counseling, discipline, a million other things. Those are other people's jobs in the school system so that teachers can just teach. You will never convince me that the problem is not enough people wanting to educate. You will never convince me of that. One of the most fascinating things about teachers during this so-called great resignation is that so many want to stay involved in education. They want to make a difference in kids' lives. They want to train the next generation. But in many cases, they simply can't afford to do that for low wages, for the constant runaround of being the test administrator slash secretary slash babysitter. I mean, this is so prevalent that we literally have job search websites that are specifically catered to non-teaching education jobs. There are enough people looking for that that we have these websites popping up. This is saying something. Even if teaching is in dire straits, education is thriving. So we have to ask ourselves, how do we fix this broken system? Is it more money? That's what a lot of people say. This was actually the first point on this year's official White House fact sheet for World Teachers Day. Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, but more money, I think, is a band-aid. 
It's not a cure. Most Americans do support raising teacher pay, despite some of the slowness of it actually happening in most public schools. But solving the shortage needs a more comprehensive and a more nuanced solution than just making it rain dollar bills. Not that teachers don't appreciate that effort, but we need something a little bit more. If you've been following the news, you know that teacher strikes have swept the nation in the last five years, demanding everything from better salaries and benefits to resources for special education to more social workers in the schools to smaller class sizes, or as was the case in Columbus, Ohio, having climate-controlled classrooms, which if you have a room full of 25 kindergartners and it's 100 degrees outside in August, it is weird that you have to ask for AC, let alone go on strike for it. And a lot of this is, is part of a much larger conversation about having reasonable, equitable working conditions. And if we address those things, this whole great teacher resignation might slow down a bit. But if we're talking about education as an industry, or even just student learning itself, a lack of air conditioning is not the root of the problem. And nothing showed that more than the push to take public education online during the pandemic. We live in this sort of paradoxical era of online education. On one hand, pretty much everyone hates online learning. I, at least they hate online learning in the sense of second graders on Zoom, or having a bazillion Google Docs for your high school English class, or endless forum posts in a college discussion. I mean, it is objectively awful to have to comment on some random classmate's post about an article that probably neither of you read anyway. Hello, online learning peer. You make a good point about that article neither of us finished. Congratulations on using smart words. I am now further elaborating on this insincere response, so my post looks long enough to get full credit. I suspect the professor doesn't actually read these. If you know, you know. Yet in 2021, kids spent an average of more than 90 minutes per day on TikTok. That's from an article on TechCrunch. And it is not all renegade dances and balancing on milk crates, okay? Even if it is, think about how many how-to dance videos show up on the internet. It's not quite as cool as TikTok, but YouTube, it's still a thing, still a thing for Gen Z and Gen Alpha. For as many teachers who leave the classroom during this great resignation time, we have just as many, if not more, influencers and tutorial hosts popping up everywhere on these platforms. The same demographic that hates online learning is learning online all the time. So the problem is not just the format, but the content. You can't take a bunch of super boring in-person lesson plans and suddenly digitize them. Of course, that's still boring and ineffective. Online engagement happens with content designed for online interaction. Kids read all the time. They just might not be reading Scarlet Letter and Lord of the Flies. Kids research all the time. But it's to find quick answers, not to write a lab report. Kids go hard at learning stuff, but it's the stuff they want to learn how to do. And people know this. I'm not telling you something you don't know. But a lot of well-meaning programs just try to make 
the boring content more interesting? You know, how can we add some flair? How can we dress up this assignment that feels outdated or irrelevant? Oh, I I don't know. Let's turn it into a rap song or something. Like, that's what we see a lot of. And, you know, instead of trying to fix the lagging system, the, the harder and the perhaps the braver choice is to take a new approach. We have long been on a trajectory of kids feeling disconnected from the traditional K through 12 canon and instead favoring an individualized student-led approach to learning and discovery. And the corporate world is embracing this a lot faster than public schools. When people talk about solving the teacher shortage, it usually means hiring new instructors to fill vacancies in traditional K through 12 schools. But I don't think America is short on teachers when we look at the bigger picture. Arguably, since the dawn of the internet, we have seen this flattening of the corporate structure and a push to accelerate decision making. In a lot of corporations today, ideas matter. Independence and assertive attitudes matter. The ability to work efficiently and to figure things out is an in-demand skill. And the way to figure things out is often through a repository of online walkthroughs and tutorials and lessons. Think about it. If you need to upskill by learning a new programming language, or you need a certification for work, or if you're trying to launch your own business, online learning is the paradigm for modern career development. But what's significant is not the online part, so much as the focus on learning the exact skill that you need in your life right now part. Think about the last time a random thing broke and you needed to fix it. If you're like most people, you Googled the problem and you watched someone on YouTube tell you what to do. That person is a teacher. You are a learner. This is learning happening online. And since the pandemic, 74% of U.S. companies are using or are planning to implement a hybrid work model. Corporate training materials will be a huge part of that to prepare and to unify a remote workforce. Even with the growing push for AI in manufacturing or other industries like fast food and healthcare, we are more likely to see humans and robots working together before we live in this fully automated world of the future. We will need training to use and improve even the most autonomous machines. So there are some difficult questions about how to proceed in public schools, given the great resignation of so many teachers, and I certainly don't have all the answers. But we are entering a golden age of education in which knowledge of anything is accessible in a digestible video format. And for those who do want to mentor or explain or teach, the world needs you to do those things. Showing someone how to do a job or answering a difficult question is so valuable. And more and more people are realizing that struggling schools are not the only places where they can educate. Hey, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. If you are interested in creating, engaging, interactive online content, contact me. I love making different, new, exciting online lessons. You can reach me on my website, jimmyleonard.com. And I hope you join me in other episodes. I'm Jimmy Leonard. Thank you for listening. This is Kicking It New School.